0: Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. Pat Greiner, she has the head of an English major and the heart of a sci-fi nerd. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I just like
1: jumped out of the pool and like ran in the, got in the car. So my hair, it like just took my hair down.
2: It gave me a chance to go outside and play with the dogs. And I played with him with a water hose. Echo loves it. Unless it's at my house. I tried to play with her with a water hose. Went and got a water hose with a sprayer purposely so that I could play with her in the backyard. And she doesn't like my hose. She likes Ron's hose better. We won't tell Martha. If anyone didn't notice... Martha is not here again this week. I don't know what we're going to do with that part-timer. Always going on (laughs) vacation. So instead, we have Allison with us this week, all the way from Wisconsin. Hello, hello. Hello,
3: hello. Hey,
2: dare, But that's okay. We can do it. Just us.
3: We got this.
1: I'm fresh out of a pool. Like, we're good. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
2: fresh from playing in the hose. (laughs) I'm,
3: like, up north Wisconsin right now, too. I'm, like, five hours from where I live. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't look like your normal Zoom
1: location.
2: It's not.
3: Here, you can see the... uh,
2: It's very picturesque. I wish I was up there. I bet it's not 104 degrees up there. No.
3: Well, it's, like, muggy, but it's not 104. But we took a boat ride earlier today. Um, My parents live here up Mm -hmm. north about five hours from where we live in Wisconsin for the summer and we took a boat ride and there were like all these bees on like the spot that I usually sit on the boat and I'm like dad I feel like these bees are coming from underneath the seat.
2: Oh. And he was like
3: no you're crazy no you're crazy no you're crazy blah 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 and then we like stopped the boat or whatever got to where cuz you could take boats to restaurants and bars and all that around here. We got to where we were going and he lifted up the seat and there was a big business oh, no. under the sea. Were they like mm-hmm. wasps or like honeybees? I can't really tell the difference between, well actually I think he said he thought they were actually hornets. Hornets are bigger. He said wasps, yeah, well they were big. Luckily the owner of the bar or whatever had the hot shot so he went out and sprayed it right away so we could ride home. Yeah, those things but, yeah, are mean. They nested in there.
2: Those things yeah. are mean well, too. They- You're lucky you didn't get stung or bit.
3: No, I'm super lucky because I was literally sitting right on top of it and uh, there were like three or four of them by my legs and I have Connor with me, so he's freaking out. That's crazy. So there's a bunch of dead hornets, bees, wasps, whatever the heck they actually are laying on the boat now (laughs) because he like sprayed all around. I know I had one
2: that was building a nest up in the corner of my front porch and uh, Uh I went to get some wasp spray, you know, because you want the one that shoots long. Uh, right long streams and they didn't have any like the rate or anything all they had was this one that's like safe for animals so like if a dog or a cat came by and i'm like well it'd probably be okay for me to get that since i have a dog and i don't want to make her sick but i didn't think that it would work the first time i thought it would take a few times Mm -mm. i sprayed that thing one time they never came back to that nest
1: i hate wasp nest and like hornet's nest and ugh, no all I do is think of
3: the movie My Girl. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. yes. And that was that's the saddest scene. Too.
1: I always have wasp spray, like, right outside my door in my garage because I have, like, shingle, like, wood shingling mm-hmm. kind of on the front of the house, and they try to, like, get underneath the, like, shingling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll be, like, coming in from, like, a walk or something, and I'll see one, and I'll be, like, where do you think you going? And I'll, like, yeah. grab the spray and be, like, not today. Just I don't know. Spray. I mean,
2: you have a little boy, so I'm sure you understand. They want to go in and out the front door so many times, and all it does is let flies in. And I mm-hmm. always had flies in my house, and it would drive me crazy. So I would get mm-hmm. out that flying... That flying insect spray and chase it around my house, spraying it until it died. I don't know how many times (laughs) I sprayed my water by mistake and had to put my glass in the sink and get a new one. That's (laughs) the
3: only way that you're ever going to kill a fly for real is with that spray because otherwise you're never going to catch them.
2: Well, I didn't, yeah. I mean, you could try to use a um, fly swatter, but there was one time that I tried to use a fly swatter and I swear to God, it cut it in half and like. <laughs> Half of it landed on me, and ever since, and I was like, All right, I don't want to use a fly swatter. I want to have fly my parts all over my body.
1: Is, yeah, my cousin's a Marine, and like he can catch them by their wings.
2: Oh, uh, that's crazy.
1: Was, like when they're, especially when he's deployed in like Afghanistan and Iraq and stuff, and there's just flies everywhere. And oh, they probably would, like, much bigger flies, too. Yeah. But he was sitting there at my like uncle's kitchen table, and there's like one on like the window and Nick got real quiet and real still and was like got him like we're like what the hell
2: yeah that's impressive yeah that's crazy
1: if i hadn't seen yeah. it in person i would not have believed it but i watched him do it like three or four times that weekend i was like he, needs to, crazy.
2: Re- he needs to record that and put it on tiktok right no kidding uh-huh.
3: oh he'd go viral he'd go so viral yeah like immediately he would go viral
2: that would be um, crazy. We should try to get
3: Martha
1: to catch flies to put on our TikTok. Maybe that would give us.
2: Oh, my gosh. Martha texted me earlier this week, and I'm just going to, you know, trash talk her a little bit since she's not here to defend herself. Because, you know, I sent that one TikTok in our group message that was hilarious. And she texted me. She's like, I downloaded TikTok, and then I just got rid of it right away. She said, it's just noise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so addicting.
2: I said but it's but nice. Like, I nice. had fun with
1: it. I think it was fun this week. Like, us trying to, like... So if you don't follow us on TikTok, you should, because we're trying to get better at doing it. But, like, I ordered a book this week, and I saw that it was delivered, and I, like, ran to my door, and I was like, why didn't I film this? So then I just, like... I had not opened the box. Like, I, I still had not actually opened the box. So I closed my door and, like, sat back down on my couch and, like, redid the run. And then <laughs> then I took the box off the porch and was like... I'm again, I'm again because I was so excited because it's it's part of the Sh- Shadow Hunter series and uh. I was geeking out and I was so excited. But I was like this is what we need on our TikTok. Like us being yeah. nerds about book stuff.
2: Me and Martha actually recorded like really short little reviews of our books from last week. And I swear to god, I feel like such a dork when I list when I look at my video when i watch it i'm like check it out i'm like oh my god that's so fake you just have
1: to get used to doing it once you I do know. it a few times you're like yeah
2: I got. and it. i didn't think martha was going to do it i had to remind her like three times to do her video yeah. i'm like did you send your video yet did you send your video damn it if i'm doing a video you're doing a video
1: that is so funny because she sent it to me and like 400 things were happening at work Uh so then she sent it she's like i'm sure it's terrible and i like just didn't respond for like hours because i was so busy (laughs) so i was like i'm sure it's not terrible i can't watch it right now though (laughs) (laughs) and then i got home and i almost forgot i was like oh god i gotta go like download that but if you don't follow us on tiktok you should because i believe we're at three book girls podcast right Yes, i'm pretty sure three book girls was taken so at three book girls podcast is our TikTok handle if you want to see yeah. we're
3: gonna we did some
1: watch like, our videos and tell us
2: tell us how dorky we are
3: i feel like she's got to give it more of a chance martha
0: you got to yeah. give it more of
3: a chance because you got to end up on the right sides of TikTok. when you first download tick tock your for you page is full of a bunch of randomness because it doesn't know your algorithm yet but once you get onto the side like book talk or whatever yeah um that you want to be on then it's super addicting and then every once in a while you get the videos from like messy talk or i've seen pris i don't know i ended up on prison talk i ended up on <laughs> swinger talk and Dang. i'm obsessed with the swinger talk drama um the mormon mom talk uh oh
1: yeah get- there's so there's there's
3: We'll,
2: we'll so on TikTok. No. I have to be careful with my TikTok because if I watch too many dog videos then all I get is dogs that are rescued and they make me so sad because they're so uh. sick and abused and then they go and they're better by the end of it but I'm just so addicted to and I'll sit and watch them over and over and over again and then that's all the videos I get so I have to be careful yeah. to only watch one or two of those and that's it
3: You've just got to get your, your content right. You got to get your algorithm right. Yeah. Well, and what's crazy is like how inventive
1: people have gotten with it because, you know, we all have no like fan fiction and everything. And there's a girl and I like stumbled across her page the first time. And I was like, what is that? Like, I don't understand. So I read the caption and it'll say like POV, like point of view, like you are Harry's new photographer on tour, like Harry Styles' new tour. And she'll pick like a sentence like that or a theme And Oral said, like, imagine, like, this is your life. And she does basically like fan fiction, like each minute long video. And so she create, has to create this whole video of like text messages that she uses to pop up to to move the story along and picture. Like, it's so creative. Um, I will, she's at Horan Princess, like Niall Horan, like H-O-R-A-N. And she, if you're looking for a really fun fanfic writer on TikTok, boy band fans. I need to
2: to get on some of the book talks because I
3: heard there was drama. What Megan was saying about creators, there was one um, who did... There was a lady who did um, a series or whatever on her TikTok as she was acting as the black teacher at Hogwarts. And so only true Harry Potter fans would understand... Her references, but they are hilarious. Like, she is totally hysterical. So, yes. she's kind of like, she puts up with none of their crap. So, she's always like, Draco, what you got going on? Yes. Draco, what are you doing? <laughs> or like, Moaning Myrtle, quiet up there.
1: Yes. <laughs> Enough she's... with
3: all that noise. Enough yeah. with all that noise. Hilarious. Yeah, hilarious. So, if you've not read the books or seen the movies or don't know Harry Potter, you're not gonna get all the little references. See, the nice thing about TikTok when it got big in 2020, particularly for indie authors, independently published authors, is that BookTok gave so much exposure to those independent authors. Yeah. And that they might not have gotten otherwise. And with that being said, just as much as people positively review books on BookTok, they also negatively
2: review books on TikTok. So anything sure. funny you know? happen this week to anybody?
1: My car smells like pet food. That's kind of funny.
2: Why does your car smell <laughs> like pet food? I mean, so, mine smells like pets, but I have a dog, so you that do. makes sense. I do not.
1: <laughs> uh, no, so I volunteered with the pet food pantry of Central Oklahoma this morning. Oh,
2: cool. And
1: uh, Jeremiah and I had to go pick up the pet food because we took my car because he drives a smaller car. And I could put all the seats down. And so now my car smells like pet food because uh. it's 110 degrees outside. So that pet food got stained. It oh. a, yeah, it Those wasn't in kib- very long, but it was long Those enough kib- that,
3: like, you can Those smell kibbles it. and bits were just melting in your car. Uh.
2: And the bag doesn't yeah. have to be open for it to smell like dog no. food. Yeah. No. I don't mind
1: the smell. It's just, it was funny because I was like, yeah, it's going to smell for, like, a day of, like, pet
3: food in the car. <laughs> I don't
1: There's know why all these does. stray dogs
2: are following me around. Yeah, right. Trying to jump in my car.
3: My good friend has a golden doodle and she took him to get groomed yesterday and she was telling me last night how she, you know, took him to get groomed and I think that they put him in like crates while they're waiting like for their turn because it's one of those things where you drop, she drops Mm -hmm. him off, you know, at 9am and then they'll call her when they're done kind of thing Mm -hmm. between, you know, like nine and two. So he might be sitting for a bit and they were telling her like, oh, your dog was super vocal today. Oh, <laughs> and she was like oh and he was recently boarded when she went to Mexico so she was like maybe he was vocal because of that she's like yeah and then the there was another dog we were walking the other dog into you know he was the next one to get groomed and he heard your dog barking and he turned around and barked at him like back at him like three times and your dog did not bark one more time after that <laughs> so we were we were laughing and we were like can you imagine like what dogs like think or when they're communicating with each other how like what they're saying i
1: feel like that you other know, dog they're... was the alpha dog and was like listen here
2: bitch yeah shut
1: i'm tired of listening to you the dog was like here listen here this isn't how we act at the dog you group
2: have, you know they, commu- they have to communicate somehow i bet you that's true They have their own language.
3: It's like, you must be new here. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Let me tell you
1: how this is going to (laughs) go. Right? That's so funny. Sometimes Um, I I think
2: Echo likes to communicate how she feels by the look on her face. Because that dog has the most expressive face. Like, if she's sad because I'm not giving her cheese... She'll go and lay like half behind the couch just enough so I can see her face. And she kind of looks at me with those big puppy, you know, sad puppy eyes. Yeah. And if anybody Uh. knows anything about boxers they look sad all the time so when they try to look sad it breaks your heart well maybe not martha's heart but um okay so not the book i'm reviewing this week and i won't say which book it is but i was listening to a book and i literally rolled my eyes because the main character was portrayed as this perfect being like, super smart, super independent, and pretty. And, you know, guys were chasing her and they wanted to recruit her as a spy because she's so smart and has a lot of common sense and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she has a skinny little waist and she's this little petite little thing. And it was like, oh my fucking God. Why does the author think that the main character has to be perfect? I like a main character that's flawed. And, and I don't know cool. if I'm the yeah. only one that thinks this or what.
1: I don't mind if they are. I want them to be. I want my main characters to be like normal or relatable, not necessarily quote unquote normal. Cause what's normal.
2: Right. Yeah. Very but true. At least like
1: relatable to the point where they're not so perfect that you're like, no one is this person.
3: Yeah. 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 I think it depends on the book. Like, genre for
2: me because damn it ugly people need love too what the hell <laughs> why do only the pretty right. people and to this yeah. author's defense there were a couple of supporting characters that were flawed and they found happiness at the end blah 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 so on so forth but i'm talking about the main character i want to read somebody that i can relate to not this picture perfect little freaking thing that I want to feed Twinkies and push off a cliff, but that might just About be me. I mean,
1: even the YA ones, which I read a lot of YA or like new adult, most of them are journeys of kind of self-discovery
2: mm-hmm. and
1: really like just fucking it up.
2: Yeah. Because then, yeah, you know what you have to just, it makes a good story when the main character just totally freaking screws the pooch on everything but yeah. then is able to come back and fix it in the end. Yeah. Right,
1: That's what makes right. a good story. That, to me, is what makes a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And,
2: I, I agree. mean, the story itself was good. I mean, I'm not going to knock the story. But it's just when they're all, like, even to the point where she was the only one that didn't have an accent and everybody else did. Like, all the oh, characters yeah, had an accent. And, like, she barely had one because like she said like you know because she, she talked smarter and it's kind of like are, are you fucking yeah. kidding me right now how is having not having an accent smarter? because you talk smarter
1: I don't like that um red, eye black, red roll. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> eye roll.
2: serious Double eye rolling eye roll. at my desk I mean I finished the book and Double it was an okay book but Not my favorite, but I I was just and then I just got to thinking about it. And it's like, maybe that's why I've been such a book lull lately, because every book I pick up, the main character is this perfect little creature. And I don't want to read about somebody who's picture perfect. I want to read about somebody who's normal or that I can relate to. And yeah, just right.
1: Did, how about your book for this week, Bonnie? what did they what did you read this week? Oh, did there you ask, was not did you like
2: yeah, there was not pretty people in my book this week.
1: <laughs> Are we going to uh, <laughs> World War II as usual?
2: No, I actually am not reviewing a historical fiction this week. Believe oh, it or not, I told you, I have been on the struggle bus with trying to come up with books that I like enough to read to the end. And this was about the third one that I was trying to read this week. And this one was pretty good. I don't even know how I came up with it. It's just one that popped up in my library app. And just for full disclosure, Martha reviewed this book also on episode 148. So it's been about two and a half years ago. So it should be Uh okay for
1: me. Dueling, dueling reviews. So if you want to hear what she
2: thought of the book, just go on back to 148. And see what she My said. My question
3: is, Is did she actually finish the book?
2: She did. She said she because loved the Martha book. likes Martha's the queen of DNFing. She really is. The book <laughs> that I read this week is called Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. Because um. it was the synopsis that totally got me on this book. And this is about a, a woman. I think she's probably, I would say probably late 30s because her... Her brother has a daughter who's like 14, 13, 14 years old, so probably about that, named Lynn Morton. And the book starts out with her going into her father's taxidermy shop and finding him dead on the taxidermy oh, no. table. And he shot himself in the head and left a note for her and wants her to take over the taxidermy business. So I'd burn it to the ground. I would burn it to the ground. Yeah, well, she actually (laughs) enjoys doing the taxidermy. And it kind of skips ahead from there to about a year and a half later. And it's about this family, this mother and daughter and son, kind of still trying to cope with the death of their father in very odd ways. The mother likes to make erotic art with the taxidermy and put it no, in the window why yeah. again this is why I would have burned it down <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of skips around back and forth between when they're growing up and current times but then you find out that um, her brother's wife who is a strange she's she's left nobody's heard from her in a while that uh, jessa lynn actually had a relationship with them when they were younger and well she she was married to her brother so it's also this love triangle who
1: was married to who? wait wait say that a whole sentence again
2: okay so i can't remember the the girl's name but they talk about her a lot but her, the brother's wife was sleeping with the sister and they started sleeping together when they were teenagers and they never stopped when she married the brother.
1: Oh my God. I, at first, I, at first I heard you say it and I literally thought you said the sister was sleeping with the brother. That's why I was like, start no, 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 no. The brother's happen?
2: brother's wife oh, was, was so- sleeping with the sister. So then you have this weird love triangle Going on in the book, plus the erotic taxidermy art. And then stepson, who comes in and is helping work in the taxidermy shop in the front, like cash register and stuff. and he goes out and finds all of these animals, these quote unquote, dead animals, for the taxidermy sh- shop. And one time, uh, Jessa, who's the main character, goes out with him. And because he said that he could get some peacocks. And he goes onto this golf course where there's peacocks and chases them around with the truck until they have a heart attack.
1: Holy shit. And
2: then loads them up. <laughs> yeah. I, I would warn you there.
1: I'm very worried it, about you <laughs> and
2: Martha. It was just the strangest book, but it was great. I loved it. This family was so dysfunctional. The author did nothing to try to push these characters up into a higher level than what they actually were they lived in florida
1: Uh, Um, of course they did that makes (laughs) you should have led with these are florida people
2: they she when she like describes like their house or like living conditions they are not our ordeal they do not live in perfect houses they talk about, you know, and she talks about how the smells are permeating out of, like, different places, and it uh, it was just, it was a really good book. And um, it also talks a little bit about Jess's, like, dating life, because obviously she's lesbian, if you hadn't gotten that, from the love triangle, and um, she kind of starts dating this, lady who works at the museum but then they get into it because the lady at the museum wants her mom to set up her erotic taxidermy art at the museum as a display and it's just yeah i mean it's um i'm really surprised that martha liked this because there's a lot of very emotional parts in this it's not a comedy both liked it actually it was just, it was one of those stories that I had to find out what happened. I had to know what happened next. Like, what's going to happen with Jessa and this lady that works at the museum? And what about all of this erotic taxidermy art? What's the mom going to make next? And just, it was pretty good. I i really enjoyed it, to tell you the truth. It was not something that I would normally read, but i I would say... Give it a try. But I will warn you that, I mean, there is some killing of animals. I didn't quite like that part. I mean, why you would drive a truck around trying to give peacocks heart attacks, I don't know. But, you know, I guess. Such a random way
3: to try and get a peacock.
2: I (laughs) know. know just (laughs) Right? But. Yeah, it was interesting. And that was called Mostly Dead Things by Kristen Arnett. And, you know, truthfully, I really need to go back and see what Martha said about it in episode 148 because I don't remember her reviewing this.
3: See, I remember her reviewing it. I remember her talking about it. I forgot that it was a te- I forgot the taxidermist part, but I remember her saying the title and, and it being a book that she was excited about.
2: I'm not surprised that the synopsis caught her because the synopsis comes right out and says something about the erotic taxidermy art. And that's probably all it took for Martha to read (laughs) it. But (laughs) I was like, I read this description and I read it to somebody at work and I'm like, oh, my God, listen to this book. I think I'm going to check it out. (laughs) She's like, that's so funny sounds weird i'm like i know exactly that's why i want to do it
3: all right allison what do you have this week
2: any dead things in your book
3: maybe someone's soul (laughs) so i read a book i guess it would branch between true crime and memoir Mm -hmm. um but it it is a book that is written by the best friend of anna delvey who was the fake german heiress yep Uh and I knew nothing about this story until I think it was like February that Netflix dropped the series Inventing Anna. Yep. And to summarize, Anna Delvey was like a 26-year-old. Well, hey, give, us,
1: give us your title and artist so we don't forget. Oh, sorry.
3: Yeah. No. So the name is My Friend Anna, and it's by Rachel Deloche Williams, who was actually Anna's best friend. Basically, Anna Delvey was or is, I mean, she's not dead, um, a like early to mid 20s woman who came from Germany to the United States and planted herself in New York and wanted to make a name for herself. She wanted to start a foundation. Um, I don't think they ever actually I don't think she ever actually said either in the book or the show what exactly the point of the foundation was.
1: She I think it was like she never really spelled it out, but it was supposed to. I don't think it was really supposed to be a foundation as much as like a social club that she was trying to call a foundation.
3: True. Yeah, No. don't. Totally. I just i didn't know if she ever had a cover for exactly Mm -hmm. what she was trying to do so more or less she comes to new york as someone in new york city early 20s and she is supposedly a german heiress to a huge german fortune and she uses that to basically get around she uses that to network she uses that even to find places to stay. And what she does, more or less, is she she doesn't even live, like, in an apartment. She lives in hotels. And then she... Like, expensive hotels, too. Not, like, Holiday Inns. Not even Hilton's. Very lavish, expensive hotels. She has all her meals charged to her room. And Anna Delvey was not a German heiress. <laughs> she was actually born in Russia. She did live in, she did come from Germany. She did eventually live in Germany when she got, I think it was like to her preteens or teenage years. And her father was not this rich German wealthy man. He was actually very poor. And so she would kind of like hotel hop. She would eventually get kicked out of these hotels and just go stay at another one. And instead of putting a credit card down at the time of booking your hotel, she would use the fact that she was a German heiress supposedly to be treated like the elite essentially.
0: Hmm. And
3: so the show covers her whole story, but in the show you do see Rachel's story, who is the one who wrote the book that I'm reviewing. You see a little bit of it, but the book obviously goes way more in depth into their friendship and Rachel was actually personally conned by Anna. So while Anna was conning all these businesses, these hotels and restaurants and all of that, Anna would frequently take her friends on trips because there was times that she would get money because she was basically running Ponzi schemes with banks. So she would get, you know, she'd basically write a check for 50k from one bank, deposit it into another, withdraw the funds the minute they were available before the other check would bounce. And so then she'd have this money, right? And so she would take them on vacation, but she wanted to go to Morocco essentially because she had nowhere to live because all the hotels in New York were catching on to the fact that her credit cards were declining. She didn't have money. So she convinces her friend Rachel and a couple other people to go to Morocco. She's going to pay. Oh, but her cards aren't working um Rachel's like no problem I'll pick up we'll just put on my card now and you can pay me back $60,000 later one Morocco trip and $60,000 later she did not (laughs) get the money back from her oh man so yeah so the show I loved
1: her thing and like at least in the show she was always like Oh, the bank is wiring it. The bank is wiring it. That was always her. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, she, yeah. She'd be like, "Oh, wire issue, wire issue." And and Rachel actually charged some of these charges in Morocco. On she Rachel worked for Vanity Fair, um, and she charged some of these charges on her vanity her work credit card. Um, because throughout the trip, she was finding out that Anna's cards weren't working, but she thought she was good for it because Anna had taken her on trips before and paid for everything. So it was never like, she never in a million years thought that Anna didn't have the money. So she thought that money was coming back and it never did. Mm -hmm. So what's crazy to me about this entire story, both in the show and Rachel talks in depth about this in her book is how little effects Anna Delvey gave like she had one hell of a poker face because I mean imagine you're in Morocco with your friends and these basically hotel gangsters because that's what was going on you know out there bust into your room demanding you pay or you're gonna go to Moroccan jail and she didn't flinch one bit and in fact she was like they are so rude Dang. Like she was not scared at all and she knew she didn't have the money, you know. She was she had one hell of a poker face. In fact, um what actually got her caught was she tried to take a loan with Fortress, a business loan for the foundation. And they figured out she was blacklisted from all these banks because she was writing bad checks. So they eventually caught up with her.
2: That's crazy. And
3: so so she was facing criminal charges for all of that and there was a trial and at her trial she straight up refused to come out into the courtroom to even come out of her cell until they got her a fashion designer she knew that she was putting on a show that entire trial that she'd be photographed that she'd be on the front page And I can't believe that the judge allowed that. And that's talked about in depth, um, really both in the book and the show. Um, And I won't say what happens, what the outcome of Rachel's um, case with her was, because she did did face criminal charges from the amount that she stole from Rachel, Mm -hmm. which took Rachel a lot to get there. So I won't divulge what the outcome of that was. Um, Go read the book if you want to know. But it goes way more in depth into Rachel's story. What Rachel personally dealt with being, I mean, six, she said in her book multiple times, $60,000 was more money than she made in a year.
2: It sounds like something that would happen in a movie because she sounds like the perfect con artist. Does she not? She really was. was. She was. That's And everyone
1: just believed her. Like, Like, it boggles my mind that she just walked into New York High Society and was just like, I'm Anna Delvey and I'm a German heiress and I have millions. And they all went, okay.
3: Well, I think, I think though, (laughs) she knew when to show, she knew when to flash the money because in Rachel's book, she talks about in the early days of their friendship, um, Anna would have money. She would take them on yacht parties. She would take them on vacations. And this was during the time that she was kind of running this like scheme with these banks. So she would have all this cash And she would splurge that, let's say $50,000 on this one trip, I think mostly to gain the trust of other people. Right. To down the line get them. Because if you, if you, if you know, if you have a good friend and you know that they have money like that, you're going to trust that they're going to pay you back. Like Rachel really did believe it was a wire problem, but it's shit. Anna Delvey's personality is so insane like
1: she's straight up a sociopath
3: so much like she gets she gets stranded in Morocco because so in the show they show the fact that Rachel would like caught on to something not being right and like ran out of there that's not what really happened Rachel like I said she worked for Vanity Fair so she when they planned that Morocco trip she was going to France. Like, she left Morocco to go straight to France for a work venture or, like, a work thing. So she did leave Anna in Morocco a few days before the end of the trip, if you will. That did really happen, but she didn't, like, flee. in the show they show, like, that she's, like, caught on to it. Yeah, Yeah. and she, like, flees. And in the book, it wasn't like that. She knew that something was off. Like, she she just thought Anna was stressed out because her bank cards weren't working because it's a German bank and the wires aren't hitting and the money's not coming from fortress because her loan hasn't funded yet. And every, and it's everyone else's fault. Everything is everyone else's fault to Anna Delvey. Yeah. And so Anna does end up in Morocco by herself for a few days. And they do show this in the show, but Rachel talks about this in the book too. There was another friend that was on the trip with them who left even before Rachel did because she got like food poisoning and she just wanted to get out of there. So Anna ends up calling this other friend because she's stranded in Morocco. She doesn't have any money and now she doesn't have Rachel there to put her credit card down anymore. Uh. You know what I mean? So she calls this other friend. She tells this other friend that she got mugged in Morocco and just like any good friend would do. She's like, let me help you get home. Right. Because mm-hmm. Anna's like, she stole, they stole my credit card. They stole my, you know, my wallets, not that my credit cards even work right now, but like, I don't have anything and I just need to get home. And she's crying and crying. And this friend is like, okay, I'm booking you a ticket right now. And Anna's like, great, I'll pay you back, which is something she says to people all the time. And this friend is like, don't worry about that right now. Like, I'm just gonna get you home. And then all of a sudden, Anna is like, can you buy me a a first class ticket? she wants her to buy her like she she did not care about anyone's opinion and so during the trial she would not come out unless she had fashion design like designer clothing on they had to get her a personal stylist because she was camera ready she knew that these people were there to see her and she wanted to be on the front page and I cannot believe the judge even
2: entertained that for I know. a second. That's crazy. But they
3: did. But they did. She wouldn't come out.
2: That's just how good of a con artist she is. She even talked the judge into it.
3: Yeah. That's insane. Well, that's the thing. You know, Rachel's story is really, I found it very compelling to read, not because I was necessarily fascinated in this Anna Delvey story because I had just watched the Netflix show. Um, but because it's kind of scary to think about, like any of us could be, I mean, I don't have 60 grand to put on a credit card, but like any of us could be in that scenario where we think like, oh, hey, this is my friend. They're good for it.
2: Yeah. Um, in real life, I'm more than likely going to be friends with the people from my book (laughs) and not, not Anna. (laughs) And
3: And not Anna Delvey. The book was way more in depth of Rachel's story, particularly because she was her best friend and she was a human victim of
2: her crimes, Mm -hmm. basically. Yeah.
3: It was really good on audio. I gave it four stars and I won't say what the outcome of Rachel's story is, but just totally bananas. Totally crazy story. Yeah, it sounds crazy. I gave it four stars. Um, So my friend title is my friend, Anna artist is Rachel Deloche Williams. Cool. I love that story.
1: I love that whole, I binged that so quick. And then then if you've ever watched um, Ozark, the girl that plays Anna plays Ruth and she's just Uh, such a good character actress.
3: Is her accent, does she have an accent or did she make that? Did they make that up for the show? She mimicked,
1: she mimicked Anna's accent.
3: Okay. Well, yeah. I was just curious because there's a TikToker who looks just like that actress. It's not her who does the accent perfectly. Um, yeah. And I did see a YouTube interview with Anna Delvey recently hmm. after seeing the show and reading the book. And the accent's very, so she did a really good job.
1: Um, yeah. No, that's not, her, that's not her normal voice. Like she just mimicked Anna's accent or Anna's so fake cool. accent. All right, so I, uh, on full disclosure, have not finished my book all the way, but I am far enough to be able to give a good review because I don't give spoilers anyway, so you're good. Uh, My book for this week is The Keeper of Night by Kaylee Lee Baker, and I actually got this book through one of the book boxes I bought a while back, and I just haven't circled to it. Uh, but it's caught my attention because I don't read a lot of books set in Japan or Asian cultures in general. It just uh, I mean, I've read Crazy Rich Asians and things like that, but it's just not one that I feel like there's a lot of representation of. So I get excited when I get books that have, in um, Asian dip- set in, yeah, have are set in Asian countries because it's just a really interesting perspective. So this book takes place in 1800s, and we have our main character Ren. Uh, Scarborough and she's half British half Japanese but she's not human she is a British Reaper and a Japanese Shinigami and I think I'm saying that right because I typed it into Google the other day Uh, so basically her British side they're called Reapers and they are just exactly what they sound like they are the grim Reaper they go in to your room when it's your time or wherever you are, it seems like they only the Reapers kind of are night people, so if you're not dying in your bed, you probably aren't getting the Reaper treatment. Um, And she would go into the rooms and essentially deal your soul, and then they turn your soul in, and your soul gets sent to the afterlife, whatever that may be. And she doesn't really know what the afterlife is. She just knows that she takes your soul, delivers it to, to the people, and then they send it off. And I loved how they described the souls that everybody's soul for a brief moment, when she first steals your soul, when you die, that everybody's soul was different until she put it in the equivalent of a mason jar and basically shakes it up and it dissolves into ash. Um, but everybody's soul had different colors and different like essences to them. And I thought it was really well described. Um, And Shinigami are the Japanese version of the Reaper, but they do their dealings a little bit differently. It didn't get a whole lot of description in it because she's being raised in England because her father is on the High Council of the Reapers. And so he basically takes custody of her as a child, but she's not really accepted by the British Reapers. And they're like, you're Shinigami, you're not a Reaper. And she's like, I'm both, you pompous assholes. <laughs> and there's a lot of, also a lot of um, undercurrent of like Japanese and Asian um, foreigners in England. You get a, a early sense of that not only is she not full Reaper, but she's also, because she's Japanese, is a problem. And they live forever. Like, they live for, mi- mi- like, a million years or something crazy. So it's, it's not they're pretty much immortal um, and this book starts off with a punch so they're they go out at night and do their thing and she's rushing back because she doesn't want to get caught out by the I forget they're like church something I can't think of the word right now basically evil werewolves that try to not even werewolves like, like demogorgon they're almost like demogorgons. would be the best way to describe them uh, that come after the reapers. Cause they're trying to, they're the wolfy type thing is protecting England from evil, basically. And they only, and they, so they come out during the day. So if the reapers are out during the day, they have to avoid these church grims. I think they're church grims. I think that's what they're called. Uh, so she's rushing back and she runs across the bean girls of the reapers. And the reapers can pause time So like when they're taking your soul, they pause everyone else's reality around you, except for yours. So they can kind of manipulate time. And if you're a full reaper and really good at it, you can do a large space compared to just a smaller space. So she runs across Ivy and her stupid friends and they start bullying her. They start kicking the shit out of her and they've paused time. So no one can help her because no one can see that anything's happening because everyone's paused. And... She, as a Shigami, Shinigami, they can control light and fire. They can't create it, but they can control it. So if there's a light post, they can blow that light post up or whatever. And so Ivy is... Talking about how she's just kind of torturing her. She comes out with a pair of scissors and she's like, I'm going to take, I can take your eye out and I can make it take thousands of years because I can freeze time for that long and there's nothing you can do about it or whatever. And she's like, this is going to suck. And it kind of describes like her thought process of like, what's it going to like for a thousand years to be frozen in time and like a pair of scissors going through my eyeball? And they heal. So it would be like she could stab her in the eye and then she'd heal. So it's kind of a torture device basically. Uh, And she ends up, like, cutting all of her hair off. Like, she takes her ponytail and takes the scissors and chops her hair off. And as Ivy gets more mad, uh, this is not a spoiler because it's pretty much a setup for what's to come. As she gets mad, Ivy takes all of her Shinigami power and, like, explodes all of the light and all the light posts uh, in the street they're in and wounds Ivy and her stupid friends. And so she takes off running because she's like, I'm screwed because Ivy is... the great granddaughter of Anuka and he's the, he's basically like the God of the underworld for England. And so she's like, Oh shit, I have fucked up. I have got to get out of here. And so she runs back, gets through, turns in her stuff uh, and they tell her she's late. So there's like a fight back and forth about that. And she has a half brother who is very unreaper like he is very sensitive and just not really all about this reaper life like he just isn't having it he's like I don't like this I don't like it at all and his name is Nevin so she runs back she finds Nevin and she's like I'm leaving and he's like not by yourself you're not so they try or trying to get out of the British underworld to get away because now oh, they've sounded the alarm and every reaper in England is looking for them. And she's like, oh, if I go to Paris, I can go to Paris and then I can somehow get to Japan and I'll make it work. Well, um, they managed to get out. I won't tell you how, but because it's kind of crazy. Um, and that starts her on her journey and um, how to of how they're going to get to Japan because she just feels like she doesn't belong in England because she's half Shinigami. And she gets there. They meet uh, hiro and he kind of becomes their guide through uh, Yomi. I'm probably butchering these, so I'm apologizing in advance. And Yomi is the underworld of Japan, basically, and it's ruled by Azami. Iza- Azami? Someone tell me how to say it. I don't know.
2: I, I should have googled that. Not me.
1: <laughs> Iza- not me either. Izanami. This is very this
3: is and, very squid games i feel right no <laughs> not even it's not even
1: though it's not really squid game um and so she wants to become a full shinigami that's her goal she's decided i'm not a reaper the reapers won't accept accept me because i they call me shinigami so i'm gonna go be a Shin- shinigami and her brother comes along with her and she goes to meet with Izani. Azam Ayazami. that's probably closer and Aizami is like, okay, great, sure. You can be a-, a Shinigami if you kill these three yokai. And the yokai are kind of rogue. Almost, I want to call them like downworlders would be the best way to describe them. The, some of them are mermaids. There's t- hundreds of thousands of them. They're not all evil. She's just telling her to go hunt these evil ones. So they go with Hiro and start finding these you yaga- got yo-kai. And I'm not even gonna try to pronounce their names because I'm gonna mess them up. <laughs> but the first one is basically over the snow and she starts freezing people. The other one is in a, um, on the beach and she is basically almost a siren, but she drowns the sailors with her hair. So she's a siren Rapunzel Medusa situation happening <laughs> would be the best way to describe. And we don't know who the third is because Azani, a- 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 Zanami, won't tell Ren who the third is until she's ready to kill the third. And it's just really an interesting study for her to learn more about her Shinigami roots. And she realizes that even though... She- the British Reapers feel like she's not Reaper enough. The Shinigamis also feel like she's not Shinigami enough. So there's a little bit of the journey of her and finding out where she fits in the world. And I can imagine that the end of this book is going to be great. And when I went to type it into my Goodreads, there's actually a sequel. It's a duology. Uh, so there is a second book. I have not read it yet. And I just really enjoy I would be surprised if I don't give this book Five stars. It just depends on the end because I think I figured it out, but we'll see if I'm right when we get, when I actually get all the way to the end. Um, So unless the last hundred pages just suck, which I don't think is going to happen because it started off so strong. I would say this is a solid five-star read. gives you a little bit of the mythology of early 1800s Japanese culture and the different creatures that they may have in their legends And things like that. And I'm just really enjoying it. I just ran out of time to get it finished because my brain got tired. And that was The Keeper of Night by Kylie Lee Baker. And I highly recommend it. That sounds
2: interesting with the mythology aspect. It kind of made me think a little of, um, what was that one movie, The Apprentice, that had Nicolas Cage... Yes. And like at the very end when all of this stuff was happening and he like was setting everything on fire with the uh, with the lightning or whatever. Yeah, it made me think of that. It's been a long time since I watched that. But when you were talking about like the lightning poles exploding, it made me think of that.
1: Yes. Yeah, it was. I'm really enjoying it. I just, you know, at the beginning of the week, I was just so busy with work that the reading slump was real. My brain was just like, no. And then all of a sudden it was Thursday.
2: And you're like, oh, it, shit, <laughs> Need yeah, to read exactly. a book. <laughs> Need so to get I feel like this. summer,
3: summer is the time that I always get in reading films.
2: Summer. Yeah. It's like I go through spells. I'll find like a bunch of really great books and read them. And I can't wait to like review all of them. And I'll get through all of those. And then it's like, I can't find anything that I like that's in my normal uh, genre of historical fiction because sometimes, I don't know, maybe it's just because I've read too much historical fiction and I need to take a step back from it. But I have been reading some different, I mean, about the royal families. That's something new that I started reading. And I did like that book. Megan, thank you for turning me on to that. I want a book about the royal family. <laughs> well, what was well, that one that I re- I reviewed not too long ago? It's been a few weeks back. That one was oh, really good. Um, it was
1: the French one, right?
2: Halls- Hall of Mirrors. Hall of Mirrors. Yeah, that one Hall was really good. You should read that one. That one is really good.
1: Kelly. Oh, and-
2: School of Mirrors by Ava. Dek-Mack. That's it. Yep.
1: Okay,
3: it is. It is. It is on my want
2: oh, oh, that's right. Because that I, thing.
3: it's not. It's
1: about the Hall of Mirrors, but it wasn't called that.
2: Yeah, it's called School of Mirrors, sorry.
3: Yeah, School of Mirrors.
2: But yeah, I can look back at my mystery or my history and I'm like, yep, read that, didn't like it, read that, didn't finish it, read that, it sucked.
1: I have a, my biggest problem right now is I have so many books that are on my shelf that I want to read and so many of them are like sequels. Oh, no. And that makes, like, it makes it hard because I can't, I mean, I can review sequels. Yeah. We just don't typically review sequels.
2: I have sometimes. I I reviewed all of the Ken Follett books because, damn it, if I'm going to read something for 43 hours, I'm going to talk about it on the podcast.
1: I know. As you should. I'm looking at the sequel to um, The Knife of Never Letting Go. Mm Mm-hmm that I reviewed and I'm like, I want to read
2: it. Like, I really want to read like the Game of Thrones. I haven't read them, but somebody's already reviewed them. So I have to read the Game of Thrones sometime in between the books that I can review on the podcast too. So normally what I do is I read during the week i read one book just for me one book for the podcast but then when i get shitty ass books and i read half of it well i'm not going to review that on the podcast because it sucked so then i can't read something that's non-reviewable
1: we realize that this is a very first world reader problem and we accept it
2: exactly (laughs) exactly so don't call us out on TikTok. we don't want the mean (laughs) comments
1: we accept the fact that this is a first world problem we're having. OK, right. we know. <laughs> we know. Yeah. So, Vonnie, I have you ever heard uh, did you, or hear that, or know that there was a pet food pantry here in Oklahoma City?
2: No, I didn't. But I was actually just kind of looking at Facebook while you were doing your review. And I found your picture on Facebook of you doing yeah. the pet food pantry. That's pretty cool.
1: So we went and like picked up. 30 bags 35 bags, 40 bags of cat food or and or dog food and we took it to this laundry mat where they are doing free laundry for people oh, like wow. for back to school and they give out free like there's a third organization that brings socks and they give out um free meal and the pet food pantry always brings food like pet food to those vents and so that was what we were doing this morning was taking the pet food
2: yeah well listen My high maintenance princess could not eat this pet food because she's got to be on that special hydro protein, no chicken added kind of stuff.
1: (laughs) When, When we unloaded it, they're like, well, which one's cat food and which one's dog food? And we're like, I don't know. And then we realized that the cat food was in its own bag. And yeah. <laughs> only the dog food was in a certain kind of bag. Usually the cat we, food's was, smaller. <laughs> well, but there was some puppy food that was small. Oh, oh gotcha. So that's why, and then we counted it, and we're like, okay, the cat food's in a marked bag, whereas the dog food was just the dog food bag. But yeah, we kind of were like, uh, we don't, we don't know. But I thought it was so cool. It never, all the times I volunteer at the food bank, I never thought about the fact that there was, a, like, probably a pet food bank. That's pretty well. it's cool, because, you
2: know, big. I see but. homeless people, like, with their dogs like mm-hmm. asking for money and stuff and there's been a few times that like i've had dog treats that echo hasn't liked or whatever yep and i give them my dog treats yep. because i mean their dogs need treats too i mean mm-hmm. they want to be special who's yep. this guy you're with because mm-hmm. he's he's got some pretty eyes that's jeremiah Listen, <laughs> can be, I can go cougar, can... but not quite that far. <laughs> Maybe That's not old much. enough to be his mother, but I'm sure I'm quite a bit older. <laughs> he's like, well, what he's your young. age? He's a couple years younger than I am. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm well, not the uh, weird mom that puts TikTok videos up that are super dorky. I just need more practice.
3: Yeah, you just gotta get comfortable doing yeah.
2: it. I was really surprised. Nothing like
3: a super lab, but
2: I was surprised that Martha kept her so short. I really thought Martha was gonna go on longer because usually (laughs) she does
1: (laughs) I gotta be quick gotta be short
2: you have to be short but i want to be like super like creative like some of these tiktok videos the one that i shared with you that lady from britain oh my gosh she's so funny
1: that talks about like the head and the heart and the, the jj and the yeah yeah. the skin
2: she's, the uterus yeah see we need to get martha into TikTok so she can watch these things because they're hilarious i don't know why she thinks it's just noise pretty she soon she she's going to be sitting out in the front porch with her coffee and her bathrobe telling people to get off her lawn
1: any minute any minute <laughs> she just needs to find her talk. oh i've got one i don't have the picture and i refuse to ask eric to send it to me because he will be like why So you'll just have to trust me that this picture exists. There was a woman, or actually there was a husband, at the grocery store, and his wife had told him to go get some tri-tip steak. And they cut the tri-tip into the shape of of a a penis. penis.
2: (laughs) (gasps) Well, oh my God, it kind of looks like... A, it kind of looks like a penis before you even cut it. <laughs> Talk right. about serving up your meat, right? Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Downtown in Oklahoma City, right? We have the the, the circle that just says like OKC, OKC, OKC. Did I? I mean, I I realize that if you look at it long enough and at different angles, OKC letters eventually will spell something.
2: Oh, I've never right? looked at it that long. What does look it spell? at it
1: and like keep following it around, and you'll
2: find it eventually. Does, does it say penis? Oh, <laughs> no, it
1: says, it says cock because okay, yeah. So yeah. we were in our office and we were talking about like the OKC circle. And <laughs> Jeremiah was like, The OKC what? And I was like, The circle, the And I was like, The circle. And he's like, Yes, but what else does it spell? And I was like, I know what it can spell. Thank you.
2: So he and was talking. Like, to- yes, about the cock ring? Yeah. The what did you call it? The cock ring? Exactly. Yep. Oklahoma City has a big cock ring downtown. It
1: does. <laughs> or I laugh. I can't look at it the same anymore. And I see it every morning when I leave the gym. And every morning I'm like, what city planner let this through? It kind
2: of <laughs> looks like a cock ring if you think about it. Because it's, it, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a cock ring. See, they should have put the Devon Tower right there. Then it could have been the ring at the bottom of the Devon (laughs) Tower (laughs) cock.
1: And on that note, that's going to do it for... Three
2: Three Book Book Girls. Girls.
0: Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook.